Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Tuesday, April 4, 2023, and this is Presidential Release 526. Spring is officially here in Baltimore today. It was like 75 degrees or something, so it's definitely spring plus, and baseball season is here, which is very exciting, and we are in the middle of the spring convention season in the Federation, so Great things happening. I had the opportunity to go to the Nebraska convention a couple weekends ago. We do have our national convention coming up just three months away from our national convention. And I want to remind you that you can go to nfb.org convention to get all of the information. You know, I realized on the last release that we did not talk about our virtual convention experience. We will, in fact, again, be offering the virtual convention experience for those who can't be with us in Houston, Texas from July 1 to July 6. You will have the option to register for the virtual convention experience with some daily sessions and other interesting things. I know our virtual convention experience team is putting a great lineup together in addition to the general sessions and board meeting events that we will stream via Zoom. So please go to nfb.org convention and get that information and make sure you register for the virtual convention experience. Looking forward to the convention. It'll be here far too quickly. We do have a number of policy items to update you on that we have taken action on during the last month. In March, we sent a letter to both the House and Senate Appropriations Committees regarding increasing the annual appropriation for the independent living services for older individuals who are blind, or the OIB program. Federationists certainly know that the federal funding for the OIB program has remained stagnant for several years now, and we believe that the funding, in fact, is woefully inadequate. We had a resolution on this topic previously, and an increase in funding would significantly make a difference to the independence of this growing population of blind individuals. And so our letters have gone out in support of an increased appropriation for the OIB program. I call that to your attention. Also, uh, late last month, we sent a letter to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, regarding companies requiring job applicants to possess a valid driver's license even when driving is not an essential function of the job. This topic was also a subject of a resolution at last year's convention. This matter is already prohibited in the language of the current rules, but we believe that the EEOC could make a big difference by clarifying language that would strengthen support for this idea. It's something that many blind people have faced problems with, and in fact, we've written to a number of employers about the fact that the employer requires a driver's license when it's not an essential function of the job. We recently wrote to 
Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts, which was requiring a driver's license for a number of positions, including the coordinator for the Americans with Disabilities Act work at the university. All three of these letters can be found at the policy statements section of the advocacy page on our website. That's nfb.org slash advocacy. You will find all of our recent statements, legislation, many things happening there. This evening, we have a special public announcement for this presidential release, first coming to the Federation family across the country. You know, raising expectations, especially as it relates to literacy, is a core value of our work in this movement. And there's many ways we're doing that. We've been talking for a number of months now about our project with APH and Humanware to build a dynamic tactile display called the Monarch. I actually have beta unit number 14 right here. I'll hold it up for the, uh, those watching on the uh, YouTube. It's a pretty cool device. Those coming by our national office will undoubtedly get a chance to check it out. And certainly if you come to the national convention, you'll have a chance to check it out. But it's just one of the activities we're doing related to literacy. And we often find important friends who want to help us elevate our mission and our priorities. Recently, we made a special new friend, and his name is Dan O'Rourke. And tonight, I am asking all members of the Federation family to add something really special to your summer plans for 2023. This is our official announcement of the National Federation of the Blind 2023 Route 66 Ride for Literacy. We're excited to partner with Dan O'Rourke for this journey of dedication and connection this summer. Dan, who has been an on-ice official for the National Hockey League since 1999, came to us because he believes in the capacity of blind people from watching his own father, who didn't let blindness hold him back from being a great dad. Dan shared his dream of doing something Big, to let blind children and adults know that they were not alone and that we truly can live the lives we want. So why not Bike Route 66? Well, <laughs> it's not what I would have thought of, but it's Dan's passion, and it's a great way while trekking over 2,400 miles to talk about the National Federation of the Blind. I uh, have had the pleasure now of talking with Dan on a number of occasions, getting to know him and what drives his determination. And I am confident that the Federation family members will all find his understanding and spirit to be completely in sync with what we do in our movement. Many people come offering to help us but they truly don't get us. Dan not only gets us, more importantly, he is very clear that uh, he simply wants to promote us 
as a partner in our movement. He's not trying to speak for us. He's not trying to help us as an outside-sighted person. He's trying to elevate our stories, and he wants to use his experience and platform to do that. So starting at the end of July, we don't have an exact date just yet, Dan will ride a bicycle from Santa Monica, California to Chicago, Illinois along the famous Route 66, which, as I said, is uh, just over 2,400 miles. This is an opportunity for us to expand our circle of connection and to get more people to know about the work that we do. We will be coordinating a number of meet and greet events along the ride to create awareness about the Federation and our literacy efforts. And this is also a great opportunity to bring financial support to the organization during the ride from people who may learn about it outside of the Federation. There still are lots of details to be worked out. And we will be sharing those as we have them. We have invited the eight Route 66 affiliates to be part of this. That's California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, and Illinois. And we believe there will be many other opportunities for other affiliates to get involved, especially we're hoping affiliates that host NHL teams. As always, though, every member of the Federation is going to play an important role in amplifying this ride for literacy and telling our story and helping to share what Dan O'Rourke is doing to elevate the experience of blind people. As I say, more details will be coming in the weeks ahead, and those of you coming to the National Convention may even have the opportunity to meet Dan in person because he will be at our national convention because at that time the NHL season will be over and he'll be getting ready to make this big ride. We will be sharing all the details and you can check it out at nfb.org slash route 66. You will be able to sign up to get updates and of course we'll be putting information into our communications stream I think this is going to be an exciting part of our summer, especially coming off a great national convention. So I urge you to get involved and find ways to support the Route 66 Ride for Literacy in the National Federation of the Blind. I do have a number of Federation uh, family news items to share with you on this release. From California, the San Jose Silicon Valley chapter reports the passing of one of its founding members, John Vandervoort. John uh, had been a member since the 1970s, and uh, the members of the chapter wish to remember him. I will have another note from the Silicon Valley chapter coming up here in a minute. But first, I want to share with you from Virginia that Christine Faltz-Grassman reports the passing of Jim Walker, who was husband of Chris Walker, who's the president of the NFB of Virginia Winchester chapter. Jim passed away on Sunday, April 2nd, after a valiant 
three-and-a-half-month battle subsequent to several strokes that occurred following a triple bypass surgery. Jim left peacefully with Chris and family at his side. I urge you to keep Chris and Jim's family, also John's family, in your thoughts and prayers. From Tennessee, we've learned of the passing of Sherry Thorsett, who had cancer. She was a founding member of the Stones River chapter and a previous National Scholarship winner. Also from Iowa, we've learned of the passing of Susie Monath, who died on March 6th. She was a member at one time of the Des Moines chapter and later the Old Capitol chapter in Iowa. And from Illinois, we've learned that longtime Chicago chapter member Dave Wolthoff passed away. He celebrated his 90th birthday in January, and he recently passed away on March 18th at his home in South Carolina. The Walthoffs were members of the Chicago chapter starting in the 1970s up through the 1990s. They were very active in many aspects of the state organization, the Chicago chapter, including public relations activities and fundraising activities. I'd urge you to keep all of these individuals in your thoughts and prayers. From Colorado, Julie Deedon has reported the passing of her brother, John Deedon, on March 5th. John was a longtime leader in the NFB for over 40 years. He was a significant recruiter for the Federation. He worked on fundraising and organizing, and he particularly enjoyed being the door prize chairman at the Colorado Convention. He was a deep supporter of the Colorado Center for the Blind, and everybody will miss him. Julie adds this personal note. John enjoyed skiing, running, and lifting weights. He always had a pet dog around the house that he could spoil. He had a heart of passion, generosity, and love for his wife, Michelle, their daughters, and ten grandchildren, and all of us. I encourage you to keep Julie, Michelle, the rest of their fam John's family, and friends in your thoughts and prayers, and those members of the organization who I might not have known about this evening. Now, I do have one joyous piece of good news coming back to the Silicon Valley chapter, uh, and that is that Jamie and Timothy Crane and their son Helion uh, welcomed a new daughter. Celine Lillian Crane came into the world on March 9th. Celine arrived, get this, weighing an unexpected. 11 pounds, 11 ounces, and almost 22 inches long. Now, this is a quote from mom. She says, quote, 
It was a challenging delivery, but mom and baby are expected to make a full recovery. Jamie and I might have different definitions of challenging. That might be an understatement, but congratulations to mom and dad and uh, big brother, and certainly welcome to Celine to being the newest member of the National Federation of the Blind. Pam, I think that's what I have at the moment. I'm going to flip it back to you. Please join us for the next presidential release live on Tuesday, May 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can contact President Riccobono at 410-659-9314 or via email at officeofthepresident at nfb.org. Thanks so much, and I will pass it back to you, President Riccobono. That's what I have on this April release. I know that uh, many of the members of the Federation family will be busy this month celebrating the uh, myriad of various holidays that we are enjoying this month. And I wish uh, each of you well, and I hope that you are making your arrangements for the National Convention, which I know will be one of our finest in Houston, Texas, in July, we do have a couple more months of real activity to go and a number of things to do. So with that, I will leave you with the customary endings and say, let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. Hey, girls, happy baseball season. Happy baseball season. Why did the pirate want to hire a catcher? Why? Mm -hmm. Because he knew he had a chest protector. That's so funny. I'm Oriana Riccobono, and I have two jokes. What do you call a hammer bought on April 1st? Mm, a good deal? No. An April tool. <laughs> Babies born on March 31st are the easiest to prank on April Fool's Day. Why? Oh, this is a riddle. I don't know. Because they were literally born yesterday. Dun dun. Mm -hmm. The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Office of the President at nfb.org, 410-659-9314, www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. So you're blind, you'll be fine, we got good news. You can live the life you want, yes we know.